Welcome to Postpartum Stories with Steph, candid conversations with mums and sometimes dads about the precious yet chaotic time that is life after birth. My name is Steph, woman, warrior, wife, mother, coffee lover and feminist. I'm a postpartum doula in Melbourne and you can find me on Instagram at postpartum underscore with underscore Steph with a PH. Through this podcast, I will chat to women and birthing people in a real and raw way about their postpartum experience. So sit back, grab a cuppa, even if it's cold, take off your bra and enjoy. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different uh, to what the last few episodes have been, which have been conversations with women about their postpartum experiences. I'm feeling really pulled to talk about something that happened in my life before my son was born. And it's not necessarily, you know, a strict postpartum story, but I feel like it's something that's worth talking about in in the context of what happens to a woman and to a family after the loss of a pregnancy. Um, before my son was born, I was pregnant uh, a couple months before I, I got pregnant with my son. So this was back in 2017. And yeah, I'm just feeling like I want to talk about this. I haven't really spoken much about my miscarriage and um, I feel like maybe the time has come. <laughs> so just a little heads up, I am going to be talking about miscarriage in this podcast. So if that's something that you don't feel like listening to right now, that's fine. Um, I would suggest that you um, find something else to listen to. <laughs> uh, maybe a previous episode of mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is going to talk about uh, miscarriage and loss. So in October of 2017, uh, my husband and I were trying to conceive and we were very, very fortunate in that we got pregnant on our first try. (laughs) I was under the impression that it was going to take a really long time from everything that I had been reading and just from hearing other people's experiences, I wasn't expecting to get pregnant straight away but fortunately uh, we did and part of this story I reflect on and it still brings me so much joy even though the outcome you know obviously wasn't what we wanted I'm gonna just talk about finding out that I was pregnant Um, so I was having a really bad day at work (laughs) And I wanted to have a glass of wine when I got home from work. And I said to my husband, I'm not sure if I should have a drink because, you know, there's a chance that I might be pregnant, but I'm feeling really hormonal, really ragey. I'm pretty sure I've got PMS, so I'm probably not pregnant. I'm just going to go and take a test just to be sure. So I went and sat on the toilet, took a test. I looked at it straight away and I saw the control line that comes up immediately. 
and then I waited, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds or something and took another look and I, there was no second line. So I just yelled out to my husband, I'm not pregnant. And then I put the test down on the, the bathroom bench, finished up, just took another glance at it and I could see the faintest line um, coming up, like, like a really faint second line, which, you know, in most cases means you are pregnant. And I'm looking at this test like, is my are my eyes playing a trick on me? Like, am I really seeing two lines or am I just thinking I'm seeing a really faint line? And so I yelled out to my husband, I'm like, Clay, come here. And so he came in. I'm like, can you, what can you see? And he said, I can see a really faint pink line. And we were both just giddy, like so excited. I was Googling what does faint line mean, all this stuff. And basically everything that was coming back to me was saying that you're pregnant. Like it's very rare to get a false positive on a home pregnancy test, although it does happen, um, yeah, that I was pregnant. So we were just like, oh, my God, this is how is this real life? We were totally in shock, totally excited, just absolutely over the moon at learning that we were pregnant. Um so we went on as with life as normal for a little while. I had um, a blood test done just to confirm that I was pregnant. Uh, and at this stage, it was really early. This test was taken before my period was due. So I think I was about, I don't know, four weeks or something. Uh, we decided that we wanted to tell our families about being pregnant Um we knew that they would be really excited for us and happy for us. And so we told um, just our immediate family and, you know, we said that we're, we're quite early. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're expecting a baby and they were really happy for us as well. Um, and then I had about two weeks of just being pregnant and... Uh, it was like our little secret, even though our family knew, none of our friends knew, no one at work knew, and we were just so excited and so happy. Um, yeah, so for about two weeks, you know, life continued on as normal. I didn't really have any sort of strong symptoms of being pregnant. The only thing that I had was um, I, I would get this weird metallic taste in my mouth every now and again, which I heard was a was a side effect of pregnancy um yeah so apart from that all all was well uh and then when I would have been about uh six weeks pregnant I had an event at work which ran quite late into the evening and I was feeling quite tired and this really bizarre thing happened to me where I finished the event at work and I went into a 7-Eleven to buy a drink because I was really thirsty. And there was a couple of um, tourists in front of me in the queue. And there was some sort of issue. They were trying to pay for something and they only had a $100 note and the cashier couldn't check, uh, couldn't give change for this $100 note. And there was a language barrier with these two women and the, the um, cashier and I could see that they were trying to buy a packet of pads. <laughs> and so they were obviously feeling a little bit embarrassed um, that they couldn't get what they needed. And they asked me if I had changed for a $100 note. And I said to them, I didn't. But I said, 
I'll buy these for you. Like, obviously, I think everyone needs access to um, sanitary items, especially tourists with language barriers and um, large sums of money. (laughs) So, and they were really like, no, no, that's fine. You don't have to do that. And I insisted. So I bought them their pads. I walked out of 7-Eleven and I just thought to myself, that's probably the last time I'm going to buy pads for who knows how long, you know, well, at least nine months, I'm not going to need them. And then when I got home, um, I went to the bathroom and I was bleeding and yeah, it all just sort of, um, came crashing down from there. And this is still such a vivid memory for me and a vivid time in my life. And I think about it a lot, even though I have my son now who is, you know, healthy and beautiful and he's everything I wanted, I still feel that sense of loss um, and heartache when I think about my experience with miscarriage. Um, So, yeah, I went home. I noticed that I was bleeding, just sort of spotting, and I immediately panicked and my husband sort of kept me quite calm and I again started Googling and I was reading about like different causes for bleeding, which could, you know, the one sort of cause that kept my mind at ease was maybe it was implantation bleeding, but I was a little bit too far along for that to be the case. So uh, we decided to make a doctor's appointment for the following day. And this is really coming down to my naivety with um, pregnancy and miscarriage, but I was sort of just hoping that they would be able to do some kind of test on the spot and tell me that I was still pregnant. Um, Unfortunately, you know, unless you're further along and they're able to do an ultrasound, uh, that's not the case. Um, I was, I, I met with a doctor who I'd never seen before, but you know, she was really supportive and really lovely. And, uh, she um, referred me on to um, to get a blood test to test my HCG levels. Um, I took uh, the next, so I went for that test, I think the following day. And uh, <laughs> when I was sitting down for the blood test, the nurse was looking at my paperwork and she knew that I was being given a test uh, for the pregnancy hormone. So she said to me, oh, are you pregnant? And I just immediately burst into tears. And she sort of looked at me and I just said, I don't know. And she could tell that she'd kind of, you know, she put her foot in her mouth, but not with any ill intent. She had the best of intentions. Um, she gave me the biggest hug and um, you know, she was trying to sort of be positive and reaffirm things for me. And she was, you know, being as lovely as possible, um, in a really sort of shitty situation. Um, yeah, so that was, um, not a very nice experience. And then I had to wait for the results of the blood test, which from memory, this was on a Thursday and the test results were going to take, 24 hours or maybe even a little bit longer to come through. And my doctor had said to me, if you don't hear from me on Friday, it's good news. So basically, if the test came back that my HCG levels were low, uh, 
I was going to get a phone call from her to say that the pregnancy um, wasn't, wasn't viable. So Friday came around and I'm waiting all day for a phone call. I didn't hear anything and I just was like, well, does that mean that I'm pregnant because I'm still bleeding at this point? The bleeding is getting um, more heavy and I wanted to know what was going on. So we rang the, the doctor's clinic and they told us that that doctor doesn't work on Fridays. So even if she was there, even if my test results had come in, she wouldn't have been there to be able to call me. So that was really frustrating and a really awkward position to be in because they don't give you uh, test results over the phone. And so I'm in basically in limbo as to whether or not I'm pregnant. And at that point, my mind really started to play tricks on me. And I started thinking things like, well, maybe, maybe it was a twin pregnancy and it's one of the twins that's been lost, but the other one's still there. Or maybe... I'm not having a miscarriage and maybe I'm bleeding for this reason or, you know, I and I still had that taste in my mouth, that iron um, taste in my mouth. And yeah, I just had all of these little symptoms that I was reading into a lot to kind of reaffirm in my mind that I was still pregnant. And that was a really, really hard thing to go through. And I had to experience that for the entire weekend um, Monday came around and we got confirmation from the doctor that my HCG levels had dropped and that, yes, I was experiencing a miscarriage. And she said that my body seemed to know what it was doing to trust in my body and see uh, that I could basically miscarriage, um, naturally and I didn't need any intervention at that point. And so, yeah, I think she sort of said to give it a few days and see what's happened and to come back um, in a couple of days for her to reassess the situation. So basically I was sent home to um, experience that loss. And so at this point I had called in sick to work. Um, I had my husband with me had also taken some carer's leave and it was yeah just a time of intense emotion and so much crying so much grief so much pain and physical pain too um, I didn't realize how painful having a miscarriage would be physically because your body is essentially in labor and even though it's, you know, it's not the size of a full-term baby and it's definitely not the same as giving birth to a full-term baby, it's still incredibly painful. Um, and, yeah, so we spent a couple of days at home. Uh, we told our immediate family what was happening and, um, it, yeah, it was really just a waiting game. And then I think it was... It was either a Wednesday or a Thursday night and I was just in excruciating pain, like really intense cramps and um, abdominal pain and I was sitting on the toilet and um, I passed the fetus 
um, I actually caught it in um, some toilet paper. I know this is quite graphic, but I just feel like I want to share this. Um, yeah, I remembered it was like just a large kind of clump, I suppose. And I didn't know what to do with it. I, 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 I kind of panicked, I think, like what I shouldn't have this in my hand. Like I shouldn't be holding this. I don't know what I'm doing. And I just really remember like I was crying and the pain was excruciating and yeah, and then I caught the fetus. And so my decision at that point in that state of mind was to put what I had in my hand into the toilet and flush it. And I don't know if looking back, that was the best thing to do. I know that it's common. I know that a lot of women make that decision on the spot because there's just so much going on. There's so much emotion um, and grief. And I don't think you're meant to know what to do in that situation. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong but that's what I chose to do and I told my husband what had happened and I felt like I was able to fully grieve at that point because it was like a little bit of closure. Um, my body knew what it was doing, it was able to remove what was there and um, that at least gave me an opportunity to to move forward, I suppose. Um, but I guess I want to talk a little bit about what life is like after having, uh, an early miscarriage. You know, this is purely from my experience. I know it's different for everyone and I know there's circumstances for some women where they don't get time off from work to be able to rest and grieve and do all of the things that they would like to do I was able to take another week off work and um, basically I just cried <laughs> I cried all day every day I was so upset and all I could think was that the only thing that will make this better is if I'm pregnant again so um, I spent a lot of time on the couch a lot of time hugging my husband and just laying with him and just crying both of us um I couldn't watch anything on television that was highly emotional or dramatic I literally watched the great british bake off <laughs> on repeat because that was just light entertainment that I could cope with I remember sitting on the couch and an ad came on tv for the elevet pregnancy uh, multivitamin and I just completely melted down um yeah it was just those little things that you don't think of that happen and um yeah <laughs> I guess that's all part of the grieving process um and yeah so yeah we spent lots of time just sort of you know, resting. I was still bleeding for quite a while after the actual loss of the fetus. Um, I went through a phase of just Googling 
um, I really, I really struggled to find community in my miscarriage. I didn't have anyone really to talk to apart from my husband. Um, a lot of, we told a couple of friends and, you know, the common thing that people say to you, even the doctor said this was, oh, well, the good news is you got pregnant. That is, I know that that's a well-intentioned thing to say, but it is just the most unhelpful thing to say in that situation because the reality is you're not pregnant and you've just lost something so huge that you were planning an entire life for and something that you loved without ever meeting or knowing. Um, I loved that baby so much. Um Yeah, so it was really hard listening to to people, you know, trying to sympathise when really all I needed was someone to say to me, this is a really, really bad time. This is a shit time. This sucks so much and I'm so sorry that this is happening to you. That's all I needed was just to have that validation. Um. Yeah, so I went through a bit of a phase uh, in that week of (laughs) Googling things that I could do to sort of commemorate um, this loss and this baby. And there's lots of different things that will come up when you Google something like that. My biggest advice and it's something I'm glad I can't remember who told me this but someone told me not to make any big decisions in those few weeks following loss um and yeah I looked at getting a tattoo I looked at getting a haircut I looked at getting all at one point I wanted to buy a property that's like two hours from where we live because I thought that that would be really nice. Like all these just big things that I wanted to do to distract myself from what was going on that on reflection probably would have been terrible decisions. You know, when you get a haircut after you break up with someone and you get the breakup fringe and it looks terrible, it's kind of like that. Like don't make any big decisions, any life-changing decisions in like that month afterwards until you get a little bit of clarity back into your life that is my biggest tip. Um, I'm glad I didn't get the tattoo or anything like that. Um, not that I I have nothing against tattoos and I have some already, but it was just, it wouldn't have been what I wanted to reflect on. Uh, some people recommend buying a tree and planting a tree, which is nice. I didn't know what sort of tree you would buy. I didn't know. I didn't want to go to Bunnings and look for a tree. Um, that just didn't sound like fun to me or like ask a shop assistant about a tree to plant that would be suitable for this situation. It all just seemed really bizarre. So, um, what I eventually decided, sorry, I'm just going to sip water. I know that's super unprofessional. Hang on. Um, what I decided to do was I bought a a ring uh, from Pandora that has got the birthstone of the due date of this baby, which was in June. So um, it's got this beautiful stone in it. I wear that ring every day and it reminds me every day of 
that pregnancy and that joy that I had and how strong I am as a person to experience something like that and to be able to still get up every day. Um, that lesson is never lost on me and I reflect on that a lot. And even when I was pregnant with my son, I was really sick for about the first 20 weeks, like vomiting multiple times a day every day. And I just remember looking at that ring and thinking to myself, I've got, I've got that angel, I've got that spirit somewhere watching over me and I know that this is going to be okay so that brought a lot of comfort to me the other thing I did was um, a couple of weeks after the miscarriage like had physically finished and I was back at work um, my husband and I decided to take um, a long weekend and go somewhere we went um, to a place just outside of Dalesford um, just to have some rest and relaxation and time to ourselves and I you know I I realized my privilege in being able to get time off work and being able to afford to do something nice um I know that that's not the circumstances for everyone but if you're in a position to do something like that just to get away from your home base even if it's just you know it doesn't have to be anywhere fancy like even if it's just in a caravan in somewhere nice and lush in the woods I don't know but <laughs> just to sort of be able to disconnect from the, the outside world. So we went, um, we went, yeah, to a place just outside of Dalesford. And, um, while we were there, I bought this little, um, wooden box from a market and it's just like a vintage looking box. And I, when I got home from our trip away, I put, um, I had taken four pregnancy tests just to confirm <laughs> my pregnancy, um, over those first couple of days. So I put my, um, my pregnancy tests in the box and I had also bought, I didn't buy anything, you know, in that two week period that I was pregnant apart from two little, um, tops that are so tiny. And, um, I just bought them on a whim cause I thought, you know, I'm pregnant, I can do this. And so I've put those little tops in that box with the pregnancy tests and that box um, sits in our bedroom. And sometimes I open it and I look at the tests and usually when I open that box, I do get emotional um, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm more than happy to talk about this and I'm more than happy to keep grieving. I don't think I will ever be able to I don't think I'll ever not feel sad about that loss and I think that that's okay. I think that that's absolutely okay. It doesn't um, it doesn't mean I'm not grateful for my son. I absolutely am. Um, but I think that it's a big part of who I am today and it's a big part of my life and my story. And, yeah, so from time to time I look at the box. Sometimes I feel happy. Sometimes I feel sad. Um but it's not a morbid thing to me. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, it's a beautiful memory and I think I'll keep that, you know, close by probably for the rest of my life. I think the important thing that I want to get out or the important message that I want to get out with this story is that, 
life gets back to normal somehow. It's not exactly the same as it was. And I had many, many weeks of being at work and, you know, I work in the city in Melbourne and it's a busy place and I would walk along the street and see pregnant women everywhere and I would just be ragey and not, you know, not at them, just with the world. And I would look at people sort of being happy and getting on with their lives and I would think, how on earth can you be happy right now when this horrible shitty thing has happened to me? And, you know, that's not logical, but that's how I felt. Um, Eventually, you know, I got to a place of peace and I think having that weekend away really helped with that. And then, of course, um, trying to conceive again, which we did. Um, we waited a month, um, so I had a, another regular period um, after my miscarriage and then we started trying after that. And again, um, thanking our lucky stars, we got pregnant again straight away. So that was, I think that definitely helped in my grief um, just being able to be pregnant again. And, um, yeah, that, that took, it was almost like a weight off my shoulders, which sounds silly, but that's all I really wanted was to be pregnant again. And I was, so yeah, I might, um, I might do a separate podcast about what it's like being pregnant after you've had a loss. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be for another day. Yeah, so that's pretty much um, my story of miscarriage. And if you've experienced something like that, um, I just want you to know that whatever you're feeling is completely valid. You know, if it's years later and you're still grieving, that's okay. You know, it's okay for that grief to be there and for you to feel it. And, you know, there is no right or wrong in this process. Um, yeah. And if this has resonated with you and you want to chat, please reach out to me. Um, I'm more than happy to, to have, you know, different conversations and, uh, hear from, from other women who have experienced loss. And, um, yeah, I think they're, they're really important conversations to have. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please come over and say hi on Instagram. That's where I like to hang out. Uh, my handle is at postpartum underscore with underscore Steph, S-T-E-P-H. That's where I'll be sharing podcast episode updates too. Hope to chat to you soon.